Welcome to Heart, Soul, and Mind, the podcast from Centenary United Methodist Church. I'm Dr. Glenn Kinkin, Senior Minister here at Centenary. My hope is that this podcast will give you some good news for your journey today. Our scripture this morning comes from Luke's Gospel, chapter 6, verses 20 through 31. Looking at his disciples, he said, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who hunger now, for you will be satisfied. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you, when they exclude you and insult you and reject your name as evil because of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy, because great is your reward in heaven. For that is how their ancestors treated the prophets. But woe to you who are rich, for you've already received your comfort. Woe to you who are well fed now, for you will go hungry. Woe to you who laugh now, for you will mourn and weep. Woe to you when everyone speaks well of you, for that is how their ancestors treated the false prophets. But to you who are listening, I say, Love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who mistreat you. If someone slaps you on one cheek, turn to them the other also. If someone takes your coat, do not withhold your shirt from them. Give to everyone who asks of you, and if anyone takes what belongs to you, do not demand it back. Do to others as you would have them do to you. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? Gracious God, as we gather, as we gather this morning, hearing your word read and proclaimed, Remembering those who rest from their labor. Let us be inspired by their lives. Let us be filled by your words. Let us be transformed by your spirit. So that we would go forth from this place as others have for so many years beforehand. Not just as hearers of your word. But as doers of your word. In your son's holy name we pray. Amen. So for many years, I've gone to annual conference now for 25 to be exact. And annual conference is this wonderful mishmash of church business and worship. It always begins the day before the official meeting with the all-day meeting for the executive session of the clergy. Now, for those of you that are wondering, ooh, that must be where all the hocus-pocus happens, it's a business meeting. It's a long business meeting. We do some great things like we vote on candidates for ministry, but one of the most important things that we do is we remember those in our ranks who no longer walk the earth with us. Those who in the previous year have passed away, and as Denny White used to say, those who have left the church militant and joined the church triumphant. And then, after he would say those words, we would read the names of each clergy person who had died in the past year. 
But he would always end that reading with this phrase, blessed are they that die in the Lord. For the first couple of years that I went to annual conference, I stood during the clergy session when we read those names, and some of them were names that I knew who they were, but they were just names on a page. But now 25 years in, they're no longer just names. They are mentors. They're people whose leadership I have watched and learned from. They are the lions of the annual conference as I knew them. Men and women that I worked beside and that mentored me in the faith. And it's in that moment when those words are said, blessed are they that die in the Lord, that I realize that they have blazed a trail for me and for my colleagues. That we have inherited their legacy to go forth in faith ourselves and to work diligently for the kingdom, to work hard in the field until the owner of the vineyard calls us home. Acknowledging that the best is still yet to come. That's what All Saints Day is about. This reminder that we are to work and and take the legacy that we've inherited and to work because the best is yet to come. When Jesus is speaking to his disciples in Luke's version of the Beatitudes, he's teaching them about the reward for faithful living. See, the reward is different than earthly rewards. Too often that we are sort of stuck in this cycle of instant gratification. I want to have it my way and I want to have it now. It's like a mashup of a J.G. Wentworth ad and a Burger King commercial. I want it my way and I want it now. But see, what Jesus speaks about, that which matters most, is this idea of a heavenly reward. This idea of something that will come later, that what we live for and what we are focused on right now matters more than anything else. That idea of following Jesus, that idea of being faithful disciples, that idea of encouraging others to believe and focusing on the reward of heaven is so much more important than anything else society tries to impress upon us. So here on All Saints Day, what we do is we remember those in our families, remember those in our community of faith who have left the church militant this past year and have joined the church triumphant. We come together to say and to be reminded that blessed are they that die in the Lord. And when we say that, what we begin to realize is that they have received their heavenly reward, their reward for faithful living. We begin to realize that they have been perfected by their faith, they've been perfected in love, and that they abide in heaven with their God that created them, that loves them, and sustain them throughout their lives. They sit there at the heavenly banquet table and they dine on the meal of the kingdom each and every day surrounded by other saints like them that have served faithfully and have lived faithful lives. So as we begin to unpack the text today that Brett read, we begin to realize that it's about faithful living so that heaven may be gained for us, that it may be our reward as well. When Jesus is speaking to the disciples, he speaks about the idea of the human condition versus faithful living. He begins to unpack it in a way that if you know anything about Jesus, that what he says on the surface is one thing that's easy to think about, but it's what's happening underneath that matters most. For example, when he says, blessed are the poor, what he's really talking about are blessed are the poor in spirit. 
Blessed are the poor in spirit, those that acknowledge that without God's grace, that we are unable to stand and fully understand what God has done for us. That with, without God's grace, that we, our lives are so poor and so empty that the fullness of life that we might receive in heaven comes from recognizing that we need God in our lives. That we need the Lord to show us the way. And in that moment, we gain the understanding of the magnificence of heaven. Blessed are the hungry. He's not talking about those that have so that rumbling in their stomach. What he's really talking about, those that hunger and thirst for God's truth, for God's love, for God's guidance. Those that are seeking God in every part of their lives. See, when we have this knowledge that God provides the daily bread for our lives, that which we need most, when we begin to realize what God lays out for us every day, we begin to understand that if we will dine on God's word, if we will fill our souls with God's spirit, if we will listen intently, if we thirst for that direction from God, then we are filled up and nurtured in a way in which we understand that the finest bread is what God provides. That the simple cup and the bread at the Lord's table are enough for us because it represents God's love for all of humanity, especially for us, even in the brokenness of our lives. Sure, when he says, blessed are those who weep, he's talking about those of us that mourn the loss of loved ones, the names that we have read today that line the rail here where the lights burn so brightly. But he's also talking about us when we mourn our own human condition, when we begin to realize how far short we fall from what God wants for us. And that when we begin to anchor our faith in the resurrection and what God has done through Jesus Christ to save us and to redeem us, that when we begin to anchor our lives in that and we mourn our human condition and hope for a time that we would be perfected by God's love, that's when we receive the reward. See what he promises in the text. He promises that we will laugh, that we will rejoice in heaven, that we will see the saints even the ones that we have named here on the rail or in our hearts or have gone long before us that we hold close and dear to us. That our reward is that we come to the banquet table and that too, like they, we receive the finest bread, the best wine, and that we will be filled until our stomachs can take no more. So this morning we come forth We've honored those who we've named in our hearts and those who we've named here aloud from the pulpit. And as we remember their lives and the lessons of them, we will understand that they burn brightly before us just like the candles that we see. We remember their faith and their reliance upon God. We remember their desire to know more and to draw closer to God and to seek God's direction and to seek a deeper relationship with God in heaven who created them and loved them. We remember their humility of spirit and the faith that they had that they might be given even for their shortcomings because Christ died for them enough on the cross. See, their lessons were lived right in front of our face, right in front of our very lives. When we begin to look at the names there on the page, we see loving parents, faithful spouses, we see musicians who sing songs from heaven and profess a love for the church that makes all of our, our hearts rail and grow. 
We see the glory, the, we see folks who understood the glory of God's creation with an artist's eye and could show for us the very tiny details that God has provided for us if we would just slow down and stop and look. We've seen those who had a passion to teach and to lead the church to try to make it a better place, to try to make it the kingdom of heaven here on earth that God so desperately wants. We see trailblazing healers who wanted to inspire others to care for those in need. We see folks with a zest for living and a way to find worship in every aspect of God's creation. But their lessons lived on before us. Not only in who they were, but with what they taught us, how to love our enemies, how to pray for those who even might have spoken ill against us, how to give generously, how to do good to everyone, how to treat others the way we would want to be treated. You see, in their lives, they ran the race of faith. Their lives were remarkable, and they have received their heavenly reward. See, God has perfected them in love, and they rest in the glories of heaven, and they're, surround them, they're surrounded by the other saints as they sit at the table of glory. But as we've said, they were blessed. Because blessed are they that die in the Lord, and so we give thanks for their lives, we give thanks for their witness, we give thanks for their reward. And as we do that, we realize that they were blessed by God, but they have blessed us. They have made us who we are, and we live as heirs of their legacy to carry on their ministry, to carry on their mission, to carry on their lessons and share them not only with each other, but with future generations. Because they were truly blessed to be in communion with God, to die in the Lord, and to be in the great cloud of witnesses that surround us this day. So let us pray and give thanks for their lives. Let us pray. Ever-living God, this day revives in us memories of loved ones who are no more. What happiness we shared when they walked among us. What joy when loving and being loved we lived our lives together. Their memory is a blessing forever. Months or years have passed and still we feel them near to us. Our hearts yearn for them. And though the, better, the bitter grief has softened and a duller pain abides, for the place where we once they stood is empty now. The links of life are broken, but the links of love and longing cannot break. Their souls are bound up in ours forever. We see them now in the eye of memory. Their faults are forgiven. Their virtues grow larger. So does goodness live and weakness fade from sight. We remember them with gratitude and we bless their names that we list in our hearts. Their memory is a blessing forever. And we remember as well the members who but yesterday were a part of our congregation and our community to all who cared for us and labored for all people, we pay tribute. May we prove worthy of carrying on the tradition of our faith, for now the task is ours.
Their souls are bound up in ours forever. We give you thanks that now live and reign with you. As a great cloud of witnesses, they surround us with their blessings and offer you hymns of praise and thanksgiving, for they are alive forevermore. All of this we ask in the name of your Son, our Savior. Amen. And blessed are they that die in the Lord. Amen. Thank you for listening to Heart, Soul, and Mind, the podcast from Centenary United Methodist Church. We hope that you'll consider joining us for worship on Wednesday evenings at 7 o'clock or Sunday mornings at 8.30, 9, or 11. Have a blessed day.